0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the Hair Razor Podcast.
1: Well, let's
2: get started.
1: Well, lots to get into here this week. Uh, some tough road losses for Jackrabbit men's and women's basketball. Some ups and downs on the injury front, particularly on the women's side. But oh boy, we went from mega mega tent to a mega mega disappointment last Saturday up in Brookings against you and I.
0: Yeah, um, tent was awesome. What we utilized in the alumni tent uh, football game, not so awesome. Uh, but it all came down to our biggest problems that we've had in the previous other losses this year is we turned the ball over and Northern Iowa really didn't. And that's, I mean, I mean if you're going to recap the game, that's what it came down to. Our defense played lights out i mean we only gave up 13 points the problem is we only scored 10.
2: yep and if you look at time of possession i remember looking up at the third quarter and seeing northern iowa had 23 minutes to our 13 and when you allow a team to have thir- 23 minutes and almost two to three times time the ball possession you're gonna have a little issue especially with where turnovers happened you know, especially on our in our end, and you know, an untimely and unforgiving penalty in the the last drive with the uh, ejection on the total legal hit. Um, it just seemed that they got, the guys got up ten nothing, and it just they just couldn't get back momentum.
0: I thought the second quarter is really what killed us. Um, we, you know, we were driving down the field, and Heidi threw up. Uh, that long pass to, it was uh, our tight end, I can't think of his name, Um, one of the big tight ends. And, I I mean, he overthrew him, but to me, why are we running a tight end on a long, long pass, I mean, and and then that's the read to throw to. And granted, we we held them on that drive, they ended up punting, Um, and I think we held them again, and and then our offense didn't do anything, and uh, then they punted back to us and then we fumble you know we stopped them on defense um, and then we fumble and then they scored it just our defense is on the field way too much and we really need to figure out how to fix those those turnovers
2: yeah their defense every single time that uh, the jacks had a great game that defense caused some chaos and yeah. unfortunately when you get the home game and you get your first playoff game uh, that defense wasn't eight, didn't have the opportunity to cause chaos, and you know that was the big difference. The last time you and I SDSU played was the four turnovers.
0: Well, it was seventeen. What was the score going into the fourth quarter? It was either seventeen seven or seventeen ten. The last time we played them, and then our our defense we had a scoop and score, and and that really got everything rolling. I don't think. You know, for three quarters of that game, our offense was pretty stagnant, too. And then finally in the fourth quarter, it got going.
2: Well, and even in the running game, uh, I was in the north end zone in the Sheikwin area. And uh, everything I saw, there was no holes for CJ to get through. I mean, you and I was plugging up everything. Um, I, I know they tried to do some of those jet sweeps, and, you know, they had some ends there. It's almost like it was, like you said... Everything wrapped up in the season, just wrapped up in that game. The, the troubles, you could see them. Um, yeah. So, let me ask
0: this then. You have a first series, scripted plays, one would assume, and we drive right down the field, beautiful pass by Heidi to Anderson, score a touchdown, defense stops them, get the ball back, drive down the field, stalls out, which happens, kick a field goal, up 10 nothing. Well, is that scripted play? I mean, it seemed like as soon as we got off scripted plays, and maybe we don't even do scripted plays, but as soon as we got out of that, you know, those eight, nine plays or whatever in that first quarter or those first two drives, I mean, it just, either you and I did something different or we thought we had the game won and guys just did execute.
2: I would tell you they scripted plays and, you know, After that, I mean, we've mentioned this tons of times. When you're playing another Missouri Valley team, you've seen it all. I mean, unless if they threw something that Eck and the guys haven't seen in a while and they just could not adjust. I mean, it. Like you said, after that first quarter, they just there was no momentum. I think our
0: offensive line started getting their butts handed to them.
2: There was a push. Yeah, I mean, you and I had a big push,
0: and we just couldn't get anything going. Our, a defense, again, I mean, our if if there's a better three linebackers who play together in all the FCS, I'd like to. I mean, NDSU does have good linebackers, always have, but Jabril Cox makes that work. But our our three linebackers are phenomenal.
1: Let me ask this. Was that a humble brag where you were sitting there, or how does one get a spot like that to watch? Yeah. From, from what was that again? The she- What? How does one even get up there? Oh got know some guys apparently i know a lot of nice i know some guys, guys apparently I, I don't know the right guys <laughs>
2: <That's> right <laughs> no it was uh we got the old jfpa guys back together and some families and some uh, current player parents are up there and um it's just if you have an opportunity to ever be up there it's awesome it's a game day film it you see everything break down you can see the you know the double high you can see where everybody's coming from but uh it, Wait, a double uh, hi- double high? Yeah, the safety's up top, sorry. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> but, um, no, it was, you know, watching that game, It there was nothing up the middle, and we just didn't have, it just didn't look like we had the speed outside. Um, you know, you go down to that last drive when they kick the field goal with 40-some seconds left, you could just... In my opinion, you could tell that our playbook was limited. Um, we did a lot of short stuff. Normally, if On you're, our very last drive of the game. On the very last drive of the game. See,
0: I thought very first play we should have done hook and ladder because we've used that a few different times. And don't wait until the – I'm not going to say play calling because he's done a good job of calling plays, especially with a true freshman quarterback. But we went very vanilla when we needed to get the ball down the field. And at that point, who cares if you have a turnover? We didn't even throw the ball to Cade one time. No, We we threw it to him one time, and he ended up with a pass interference.
2: Well, and if you look back, and that's what I was going to get to, is the two plays that were huge gainers for us that would have stopped the clock because we had zero timeouts at that point in time, uh, it was called back on, I would call, a very soft, Holding calls that they were calling. The one tr- was the other one. He grabbed. I mean, he kind of tackled it, him. By he the did, neck. but I mean that
0: that one was a true holding.
2: But call. that tells me the mindset was quick hits, get it going, make the playmakers make the job. Because if you have zero timeouts and you got to have 70 80 yards to go, a lot of your things are going to have to be ten yard yeah, hits or outs because it's top the clock. They were, they
0: were throwing it to yankee though, and I mean when well, we say throwing one, it to playmakers, but. I mean, Kay Johnson is our playmaker. I mean, he could break it on any play, and we didn't really seem to try to get him the ball.
2: No, what I'm saying is, they—I th- think they needed to do that. I mean, the one play that they had the Yankee on the fly, where he had it, and then he just hit the ground, and that ball popped up. That would have been yeah. about a 30-35 yard gain. Then we would have been—they would have been business. I think that was down at the 37-40 yard line of you and I. That would have changed a lot of things. Yeah. Um, and we but- only
0: needed a field goal, although with. Our field goal kicking this year—that only needing a field goal was hit or miss.
2: Yeah, and you know, I, I, you, I don't know. You start looking at, you know, you and I had a big push on that block too. Um, yeah, he had to drive that ball. That where I was sitting, and you could see the flag coming straight out of the south. But if you looked, the one field goal post, which would have been on my left, facing the field, that was stagnant. It wasn't even moving. The one on the right, which would have been Vinatieri's left. Was going, pointing right at the uh, blue st- seats on the west side of the yeah. stands. So, in that stadium, th- it just whips around, and... It, it was know, windy. It, it, you know, it allows inconsistency on kicks, but... Well, it was close all year. You
1: lose five games by a total of 29 points mm-hmm. for yeah. the whole year. Unfortunately, like I said, mega, mega disappointment. Lose last three out of four, and you have 11 turnovers in those last three out of four games, but... Look to the future. All right. Coming back at quarterback, you're going to have a quarterback battle with
2: Jabori Gibbs. And Heidi,
1: what so else? What let else me we... ask
2: you on this. So Jabori I know it's a quarterback battle. But with an ACL, isn't he going to miss two, three, four games regardless next season with the time frame of an ACL?
0: Uh, I I'm not a orthopedic surgeon. Nor am um, I. I. But <laughs> I couldn't even apply. You know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't. I I guess if that is his injury, it's going to take him some time to get back. But I, the way everybody's talking, he's going to be back for fall. Right. Ball. He's
1: going to be limited in the spring. We know that. Yep. But yep. everybody is hopeful. Yeah. For coming back uh, in the fall.
0: And that's. I mean, I, that's another uh, discouraging thing. Is the unfortunate thing is he won't be back for spring football, which means that Heidi's probably going to get a lot of the snaps. Um, it, which is it's great. Still, to me, it's still it's still Jabori Gibbs to lose. I mean, right? I mean, that guy played... Everybody, It seems like everybody is kind of either down or not excited as much as about Jabori Gibbs, but you could tell. Like, when Jabori was in that game, you could stretch the field. When Heidi was in the game, you, you just didn't have that same same feeling. I do I mean, ju- Gibbs, Gibbs is the starting quarterback and I know and they have to say that it's going to be a quarterback competition and it always is because if somebody else is better they're going to play but Gibbs is the better quarterback.
2: Well, just reverse back to last spring when we had five quarterbacks in. Yeah. Uh, we we all drove up to the spring game. Yeah. We saw all five play and you could say, "Okay, well, the kid from ASU, the transfer, yeah, he looked real good. You could tell he was a shorter guy, he, you know, but he was athletic. Um, you know, I apologize, the names aren't coming Conner's, to me.
0: Connors, or not Matt Connors, uh, Walden.
2: But Connors is Tennessee kid. Yep. You know, you could tell when he he had athleticism. And the thing is, the spring ball is what's going to separate a lot of these guys and get a lot more reps. Yeah. If you can go into a season with two solid quarterbacks, yes, Jabori is a game changer, and I don't care what you say. When he's on that field, there's an energy, and there's a different vibe. There's a different vibe. Heidi
0: was a true freshman, and and, and so yes. if he doesn't get into a game next year, he can, can he can still redshirt. And so and you have Cannon Nelson, who you know everybody thinks is going to grad transfer, but why would he? He's he's been a part of the team for four years. He's why would he leave? I well. Mean, he, he might not play, but he also, I think, is a team guy, and he might get another shot.
2: Well, if he look, if he looks at it, he's two snaps away from being the starter again. I mean, if something happens with another injury and all that, I mean, yeah, you can transfer, you can go somewhere else, but it's like, you know, at some point on the FCS level, you're going to a school because you love the school, you love the coaches, you love your team. Well,
0: and that's – and the other part of that is, is if – if you're playing somebody if Gibbs is only going to be out one game and you want to try and redshirt Heidi, like you put Cannon Nelson depending on who you get. But you playing. get four games. I, I know, but if, if you're reaching that spot or say hey, we're not going to we're we're going to be a little hesitant to use him because we may need him later and that way he does not lose out on a full year.
1: Well, and staying on the offensive side, you bring back again two strong running backs, Pierre Strong, and and you also bring well, back I, uh, C.J. Wilson.
0: I say three. Devin Blakely yep. played he really, really well. Up. Um, right. and right. that 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 kid just needs to put on weight, but he is quick and he can and he's a he's gonna be a good football player.
2: But you're also you losing a huge dynamic in Sellers at fullback.
0: Yeah, Luke Sellers.
2: He is, is one of the like I've always said. He is he, one of the most underrated guys on that field because he is. If C.J. Very- Ham can make the NFL, Sellers can right. I don't see why that guy couldn't. I mean, I understand CJ came from more of a running back standpoint at Augie. But, I mean, from blocks and film that we've seen on Sellers, I mean, he puts head on head and just knocks guys out of the way. He is a paver. And uh, he is truly going to be one of those guys that when you look back next year and the offense looks a little bit different, uh, he's going to be one of those guys like, man, Sellers was definitely a point very, offense. Very,
0: very good. And losing Mikey will hurt. But, I mean, still on offense, we have the running backs. You have a quarterback. I mean, you have quarter, two quarterbacks that both have played. You have the Yankee boys coming back. I mean, one of those guys, the other Yankee, Jaden, is going to take over where Adam Anderson probably left off. And then you have Kay Johnson, the best wide receiver in the FCS. It all comes down to our offensive line. Our tight ends probably need to step up and play a little bit better. But, the the kid from Sioux Falls here, Hines, is that his name? I think hurt, so. Right? Um, who got hurt? Blew out his knee. Yep. If he can come back to what he was before, or what they hoped he would be, then our tight end is probably solved. Um, but you know, if those guys step up, and that those are commodities we know, um, but that's what it comes down. It comes down to our offensive line. If our offensive line is vastly improved. We're gonna have a really, really good football team. So,
1: well, the tailgate trailer is put away. What improvements are you making for uh, tailgating for next year? We had a great ending. Didn't though. we want to talk? That about was a defense? lot of fun for people being all out there. True. Uh, you want to talk about defending the tailgate? Defending Go ahead. the tailgate. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> um, uh, we need a new tent. I think that is that is what we have come to decide is maybe a, a much, ro- much more robust tent should be in our future we have gone through way too many tents the tailgate trailer has been a great addition because uh, it helps fit everything in there well let's we need the, to bring the triggers up more
2: well the trigger is tough when it's a seven o'clock game and one you know and, but let's get back to the story about the tent so we get everything set up we yes. announced that this the is this mega, past Saturday. mega tent was going to be in full effect and uh Which is great for us because that limits, and we looked at it, it's probably an hour and some minutes uh, for setup, takedown, and everything. So we get everything set up. We have the BTUs pumping in. We've got the music going. And all of a sudden we have a couple gentlemen come through the gates and uh, told us that they've been informed that uh, they're there to tear down the walls. (laughs) So we put Phil in charge to contact the... uh, the owner of the temp, rental they,
0: rental depot in brookings
2: they're not getting plugged here no, so no they basically tell us it would be almost $400 to rent these walls it was almost
0: walls. $500 to rent the walls cuz they went by a square foot the walls were already up i said why don't you just leave them up for another 3 hours and we'll throw you 100 bucks no no go so as they were pulling down walls we were, were putting, putting walls up just as fast that we and we almost covered that whole thing
2: well i'm kind of glad that we uh left a hole up there because there's a lot of smoke <laughs> who brings in a grill into the but evening? that was what made it so much that fun. It fun i mean
0: people showed up and were like where are we going to tailgate they saw that we had built walls in the alumni tent and said yeah we'll go
2: in there and that was the best part we... there was just people walking around on the streets and they had nowhere to go and you know that's the whole thing of SDSU tailgating is that if you give it a chance you will be welcomed and you will make new friends and we just started having people coming off the, the streets, and we were ready to roll. And the group that was there was Slow Show, Thumper, uh, the guys next to us. You know, we turned it into a great event, and it was awesome. That, it was sad that it was the last one.
1: It is. And you know what? We're going to have plenty of time to talk more about the future of tailgating, future of SDSU football, the defense. The defense. We got uh, signing day coming up December 18th. So we're going to get another look at also who's going to be part of that future. But you mentioned showing up and that, that probably is the last thing I'd probably say about Saturday. Four thousand people on a nice day is that's a little tough. That's a tough pill to swallow yeah. for a uh, for a home playoff football game.
0: There was a lot on Twitter of uh, people wanting to switch coaches. And I, I just struggle with that because I come back to Stig Stig does not run the football and put the ball on the ground. Stig does not hold anybody's. Stig Stig has taken Here's Here's what I'm going to say to anybody who wants Stig gone is Stig's going to Stig has the ability and has earned the right that he is going to leave this program when he wants to and it's going to be on his own terms. He has won more playoff football games than all the other SDSU football coaches combined. He has got us to a semifinal, semifinals two years in a row. This year was super disappointing. But we had a plethora of injuries. I and mean, then you can't, I mean, there's, there's, there's a, and everybody says, oh, next guy up. But you know what? There's a reason why that guy is not playing ahead of the other guy. And it's because they're not quite as good. And Stig has done everything to build this program to where it is, and has earned the right to go out when he wants to go out. Because there's, and I had people telling me like, it's not a winning program, and I just, I just, it infuriates me because how do you call this not a winning program when you've been back to back semifinals? You know, you were one of four teams, and yes, the JMU game was a debacle, but again, Stig's not having all the turnovers the ndsu nobody's won in ndsu who's won in ndsu and nobody's beat ndsu and that's what i'm going to come back to is yes we are going to compare ourselves to ndsu but at the end of the day if it's jmu winning all these titles nobody's comparing us and saying oh we don't have a winning program because it's jmu from out east or if other teams are winning and we're always right there we have a winning program and we still can't quite get over this hump of people understanding that and supporting the program and showing up to playoff games because it's, it's awesome. And if anybody says, oh, the tailgating sucks or, oh, we should have built the dome, grow up. The tailgating is awesome. I mean, no, I mean come, come up and tailgate. You all were there during the NDSU game. Uh building a dome, so we're going to put ourselves, we're going to mock the Fargo Dome, we're going to mock the Dakota Dome, and then we're going to do the same thing? It, it, just, it just drives me up a wall. These guys were looking out to the future, building a nearly 20,000 person stadium, and, and if things change in college football with the Power Fives and the G5s, and maybe we end up in that... We might need a 30,000 person stadium. You can't do that if you're boxed into a dome and you can't build the dome in Brookings because it just won't get used enough. There. That's it. That's my rant. I'm going to let you guys oh go. Oh, my.
1: I feel like I just watched the end of, like, around the horn, and Phil got the FaceTime. Hey. <laughs> oh drink. <my> That's right. <laughs> um, Maybe breathe. Wh- all right. Hey, do you have any hot takes on uh, December 20th's Bahamas Bowl? Buffalo, Charlotte. Buffalo's a four and a half hundred point underdog. Go. Ba- where is it at? Ba- I don't know. It's, it's, it's the Bahamas Bowl. It's, it's, it's the, the first. Is it in the Bahamas? Four, first, I doubt it. Are there football there has got to be a first soccer stadium. First of forty bowl games, I want to see that kind of passion for the <laughs> December twentieth. I'm going to say bowl, The Buffalo
0: The Buffalo against Charlotte. Against Charlotte, yeah. Charlotte.
1: The, Charlotte. The, Charlotte uh, Buffalo minus four I'm and, and a half. Say, I'm going to go night.
0: with Charlotte here, mostly because the the Buffalo. Who are they? Buffalo. The, the Bulls. The, bu- the Bulls from Buffalo have been up in the cold and cannot handle the heat. And are going to cramp up. They're going to have all sorts of issues. And Charlotte's going to
2: take advantage of that. Name the NFL player from Buffalo that is a legend. Dom
0: Beebe? The
2: Bills? Khalil Mack. Oh, I don't know. Come on. You, you <laughs> couldn't even say who the Charlotte's nickname was, but you're taking Charlotte. Give me the Bulls, plus the four. I forgot four. it. Who, who has even watched it? Either, Either of these Exactly, teams. and that's I why I brought it. That's, thank that's you. right. How
1: many so, bowl games are there? 40. 70, There's 40. 40. That's going to be the first one. December 20th, Bahamas Bowl. Bah- Is it in the Bahamas? Uh, no. Correct. No.
0: Yes. Is it in Nassau? Like, are they playing at the big resort? Did they put down some turf? No, oh, it's
2: like a soccer stadium. It's very limited seating. But I guarantee you the tailgate would be awesome, but people will probably still complain well, about it. Well, they'll probably be bringing plenty of too open hot. seats at the Bahamas Bowl. So, the SDSU men were on the road.
1: Two close games, played very well. Very excited about the men's basketball team. Yeah, they lost to Montana, a good Montana State team, 77-70. A lot closer than that when you think about it. SDSU's right there at the end. Montana State, it's a big shot. You got a foul. You know, it looks a little yeah, bit you'd far there. Yeah, you make some apart free throws. There. But, you know, a little less than 5,000 people were at that game watching SDSU and Montana State out there in, in Bozeman. And, it, you know, listening to the post game, it had a very conference feel to it. Have the same thing with Colorado State. You lose close at the end again. It's just you know you got a freshman, sophomore, transfer leading this, and yeah. they're they're gonna get I, better and they're gonna learn to close out these games. Yes,
0: I had a chance to talk to Hendo uh, before the football game, and and he felt I think he feels the same way. Like we're right there, we're starting to gel. We just got to get it put together, and I think the big thing is—is is, and we've talked about it already. We're going to get it put together going into the Summit League, and we're going to have some, you know going to have a few struggles probably in the Summit League, and these are my words, not his. But it they're going to be there, and when we hit the Summit League tournament, if we're hopefully we can get to a, either a one or two seed, I, I think it's possible. Um, even if we're a three four seed, if we if we get rolling, I'd rather see us continuing to win. Down the Summit League turn or the Summit League games than where we went last year. We're needing a half court shot to beat NDSU, uh, and then losing. I think we lost at home to whoever. I mean, we just struggled down the down the end last year, and I, th- I think our trajectory this year will be much better.
2: Well, sitting at six and six, you know, it's a three game losing streak right now, and you know, tough loss as you mentioned to Colorado State. They were up sixty six. Uh, 61 with three minutes and 14 left in the game. And then it, when it came down to it, they had three missed shots, two missed field goals, and then uh, they didn't have a shot until 53 seconds left. But then CSU then hit that three and closed it out with a dunk, and, you know, it was very close at the end. And that can mirror to a lot of uh, – about three, four games this year that it kind of came down to those last few minutes where they had it. You know, and they've played Arizona tough. they played Indiana tough. It's just a matter of, like you said, when it gets to the Summit League – you're going to figure out your rotations. You're going to have the experience of the young guys. And all of a sudden, hopefully, when you get to that point, all you got to do is win a couple games.
1: Oh, it, it, men's basketball, they have the talent. Now it's just add that maturity and that experience.
2: Yeah. And, and, and you know, you got yeah. Doug, Doug Wilson's doing his part, 16 points. And then, you know, Detlinger, he has been doing very well down below. You know, he's getting 10. And again, we've mentioned Brandon Key being that leader, you know. Just need a couple guys, the younger guys, just to step up. Noah's sitting there at seven and a half points a game. And, you know, I think they're going to get the rotation. And, you know, we still, we haven't even hit conference games yet. And, you know. Just Soon. To, Soon. Yeah. yeah. In a couple weeks, huh?
0: Yeah. I'm going up tomorrow night. To check them out. Uh, first time in person. It'll be exciting.
1: And tomorrow, tomorrow night, that'd be Friday night for those of you that. Yeah, Friday on, night. Friday yep. night, uh, December 13th. Play Nebraska Kearney. That's a Division II school. Should they be. should be able to take care of business. But that's another good one to go ahead and continue to work and build in on the team and everything that y'all yeah. mentioned.
2: And then we start summer League twelve twenty nine. Women on the other hand
1: uh, went out to play Oregon. That was a tough one. It, Ooh, they held it together in the first quarter. Again, good experience though. Ninety five hundred people out there watching yeah. that ball game. You know you got to think about it, though. Oregon brought back everybody from last year. SDSU is going out there with losing a lot of scores. So, you know, it, it was a tough assignment, but a good assignment to, to go out there. You just can't. You're, you're going to have Oregon shooting 64% to SDSU's 37%. You, you have no Maya Seland.
2: You have no Tegan Larson. It's tough. Well, and you, you have potentially a champion. I mean, they're going to be a Final Four contender. You bring it back, a potential number one... They have one the
0: best best women's basketball player in the you nation. bring her
1: back. And they were smarting from their loss down in Las Vegas, well, too. And <laughs> okay. they bring her
2: back. I mean, she was potentially the number one draft pick in the WNBA last year. And she chose, I'm going to chill out in college for another year, because I know that will be there for me. Did so. you say smarting? Smarting. Hurting?
1: Hurting? Disappointed? Angry? Chip on shoulder? Okay. I... <laughs> Google it. You never heard
2: smarting before? I, maybe. I... No. Well, you've, never From called, Iowa. you've never
1: been called smart
2: before I don't know I've never been called smart before <laughs> but the women are sitting at six and three and uh you know with Maya been injured the last few games you know you know Lindsay tunic has yep. kind of stepped her game up and you know uh last night Wednesday taking Larson was back that's good she, so obviously... what's
0: what's going on with Maya
2: just injured foot, it's injured foot was in a boot. What
0: she had last year, I would assume. She's same, not, same not same going she to be back year.
2: anytime soon. Well, yep. back to taking. You know, she struggled a little bit right off the get go, but last game she was six for seven and three for three from three point land. I mean, she's starting to get it going. And that Chattanooga team, yeah, they
1: only have one win, but they've played some tough schools. And, boy, you could tell the way they played the first half. That was not a terrible basketball team. SDSU just brought it in the second half and now play another good team on Saturday, 2 o'clock, Central Michigan. That's another good team that's played a lot of close. They played a close game with uh, Louisville, losing 76-63 to Louisville. So Saturday is going to be a great test for the women up at Frost Arena. And then they followed that up with Marquette Yep, on
0: the 17th. And then probably... Just- and then after that, I would assume they get into Summit League play. Then Just getting right there, yeah. yeah. So, so that's women's basketball. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to football, and I'm gonna put a surprise in you. You guys are gonna pick games. Can, can you take me up F- at dinner first? <laughs> <laughs> FCS football this starting tomorrow night. NDSU, Illinois State, go. NDSU.
1: NDSU.
0: I'm going Illinois State with the upset. I think they're I think they're smarting from the whipping that they had at home and are going to show up there. They have a good defense. They have they can score points. They have a good running game. Well, they to pull the upset.
2: The running back's going to have to pull off what he did in the first round and have about 250 yards and they have to do time management to beat NDSU, I think.
0: It, at the end of the day, I I hate it. You just wanted to I hate lose. NDSU. And that's why I I can't pick NDSU. All right, Montana State,
2: Austin PA. I think Austin P Pea peaked last week. You got to go Montana there. Yeah, I like it's Montana State in that Montana way. State. Uh, fine. MSU. It's yeah. MSU. I just meant it's...
0: Yeah, and well, how exciting for Montana State to get another home playoff game, right? Because they were the five seed. Sacramento State getting whooped by Austin, PA. I, I, I think you're right. Montana State's going to win that one. That's too much travel for them. Weber, Montana.
2: That's going to be a good one. I I, I have to go Montana. Uh, Eric? Weber. Pulls that one out.
0: We've. I think Weber does too. I think again they're smarting from the whipping they took.
1: <laughs> he disagreed. He disagreed <laughs> with
0: you, so you lost. And Weaver, Uh when they played Montana the first time. All right. I was Ribble. told
1: to point out to you that you did predict the Gophers to go to the Rose Bowl, and that didn't happen either. So just making our listeners oh, out, yeah, there, yeah. out there. So
0: happy everybody won. take opposite right. picks. I said they could go to the Rose Bowl. <laughs> I. I think you're right. And then got whipped by Wisconsin. And All right. Smarting. You. Right. Yeah. You and I, jam you.
1: Oh, JMU. The the you and I train is over. Yeah.
0: That's done. Yeah, it's JMU. <laughs> it's you and I has a short week. You going to be scored, a twenty
2: point game. You and I scored only, I believe, two touchdowns offensively in two games.
0: Did they score a touch? Yeah, they did score a they touchdown. Scored a touchdown to make it ten. It was a it was a five play eight <laughs> no five <laughs> play twelve yard drive. I think because yeah. they had a turnover real close. And it took him forever. Okay. So, did did, it, did anybody write this down? Nobody's yeah, writing this yeah, down. Well. Oh, Eric did it write it down. All right. Well, we'll did you we'll guys maybe see recap the, uh, that? So, so, there we go. Did we'll, you see, the we'll see how this ends unique up. Unique
2: coaching hire today at Northern Colorado? Ed no. McCaffrey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, really? They wow. Said, Ed McCaffrey. I don't know what his history of coaching is, but they obviously brought in a name to UNC. Yep. Um, Cal Poly actually had that hire. Which we
0: play Northern Colorado in two years, three years. They're on the schedule.
2: Well, I'll be out. I'll be out getting ready. Then let's go tailgate right now.
0: Well, we got him good. We got to play we'll okay. Nebraska first.
2: Well, then Cal Poly, and I'm gonna. I don't know the coach. That's but a big hire. That's a huge hire. I mean, he Used left to be the head coach out Eastern at uh, Washington. Eastern Washington. Goes to Cal, be the offensive coordinator. Comes back and goes to Cal Poly. So uh, that might be an interesting Cal Poly. Is usually a big run game. A lot of uh, Veer stuff, but their man, offense will change now. It's going to completely be, change,
0: which is um which is going to be big sky type offense. So. Yeah,
2: so it'll be interesting with all these coaching hires and changes leading up yeah. to the uh, championship game.
0: So even though we're done, I I still there's plenty of FCS football to watch. Yeah, it's exciting. It's going to be better than all these forty bowl games that are out there. Ah,
1: starting with the Bahamas. Starting
0: bowl. with the Bahamas bowl.
1: Well, we're gonna get back. On the podcast following Christmas,
0: yeah, we uh, we are not going to be able to be on next week. Um, we're all going to kind of take a break for Christmas, but we will be back right after Christmas, bringing you all the.
1: That's well. We start with the, <laughs> see the predictions here. Yeah,
0: <laughs> updates. Yeah, which would be two games or two weeks worth of of games.
1: That and you took Charlotte, so we will make sure we note that one
2: as well. Yeah. <laughs>
0: It's the cold. Buffalo's coming from the cold, going to the Bahamas.
2: Yeah, so they're going to enjoy it more. They
0: haven't, exactly. They're going to enjoy everything more. You know, Missed
2: curfew. Of Bahama mamas. Yeah, a lot of too many Bahama mamas and uh, the
0: drink. Um,
1: buffalo has enjoyed anything ever.
0: No, but other than tailgating. You might want, want it. We're going to have, I've done when that we come too, back, Eric right. is going to talk about tailgating and the correct way to tailgate coming back from
1: Buffalo. Yeah, I don't know if that's the correct way, but. There is yeah. a dichotomy there, <laughs> which is awesome.
2: So good luck, everybody, in their fantasy football last couple weeks. Uh, Merry Christmas. Thank you all for listening, uh, following us on our Twitter, at SDSU Hair Raisers. Uh, follow us on iPod, uh, on Apple iTunes and all the other places. But yeah. from all of us, Merry Christmas. Uh, hope you guys all have a great time with your families.
0: And, and remember, subscribe. Rate and, and subscribe. rate and review. Subscribe, rate, and review. And have an awesome Christmas. Absolutely. We'll talk to you in a couple weeks. Go big. Go blue. Go Jacks.